Hello, and welcome to the Fancy Fendi's Republic Guys, this is your host, And I'm here with my usual co-host, Nick Spear. Say hello, Nick Spear. Hello, Nick Spear. I see what you did there. You said the whole name, Nick Spear. Was that not my line? I thought that was my line. No, it's cool. Hey, man, how's it going? Okay. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, would you like to record a podcast? I mean, not really, but I'm here, so let's do this. Let's do this. So, as per usual, I plan to begin by talking about the, the week that was, but I want to do it a little bit faster than we did last week. I want to move through, keep it moving, keep people's attention, and possibly spice things up in the middle of the podcast just to make sure people are paying attention. Okay? I'll talk really fast. All right. Oh, crap. I did not do my research and uh, prepare to do it in descending or ascending height order of the winner. So, um, uh, behind the scenes, Pat just put in forty minutes worth of work into getting the audio working and figuring out some various sound clues, and he didn't do the one thing we talked about last week, and then brought up to the uh, WhatsApp chain also. But whatever. So, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna say in ascending, winning team order, the lowest height would be. Meg Collins, Russell Wilson's football world over Meg Murphy, good enough and smart enough. Either way, this was going to be the shortest team, I think. Yeah, I think you're right about that. All right. So there's uh, a lot of there's a lot there's either you're like five three, five four, or you're like five ten. Yeah, there's a a dubious amount of five between five ten and five eleven in our league. I'm pretty suspicious, but anyway, uh, let's talk Russell Wilson's football planet versus good enough and smart enough. Meg Collins prevailed 112.8 to 80.8 quickly. What stands out to you here? Uh, the fact that I predicted this and I won, so it's so facto I'm better than you. Cool, cool. Uh, it was predicted to be a 0.4 point margin, and in fact, it was a 32 point margin. So not that, quite as close as they said. That's covering the spread. That will that will do. Yeah, that she she took she took it. Uh, so Russell Wilson did well. Julio Jones did well. Mark Andrews, tight end, did well. Uh, and on the other side, kind of, you know, uh, spotty. Obviously, you want more than 2.7 out of Joe Mixon. You want more than four out of DeAndre Hopkins. That su- super sucks. Um, Matt Brady at Flex did well. But uh, congratulations, Meg Collins, for both winning the Megapolis and also winning, Nick, the, the weekly bet uh, for Woo-hoo! I know you're so happy. Well, if you remember last week, we did say Joe Mixon was hurt, and I think he was very limited. And it basically just boiled down to, you know, Meg Collins' team, like, had the week that you want, and Meg Murphy's team just didn't. So, you know, not a lot of analysis, just one of those weeks. Sometimes it's eggs, sometimes it's eggs. Yes, sir. All right. I believe Annalisa reported that she was approximately 5'8". Does that sound right? Uh, Sure. Improbably... That makes her the second shortest of the winners, I believe. The Girly Men, 97.9 over Goffs and Dolls, 83.2. Annalisa prevailed. Uh, as I mentioned in the WhatsApp chain, after this week, we have one 2-0 team that I'm sure we will not help but listen to, uh, and one 0-2 team, Alex, and everyone else in the league, all eight other members are 1-1. One one. So uh, we've got a top, a bottom, and a huge middle. So Girly Men. Uh, what do you think? Um, smartly played 
Dak Prescott over Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton might be a welcome to Dumpsville kind of thing. Yeah. So far. Not great so far. May it probably hurt. Yeah. And he, I just don't know how that's going to work out. So, I mean, Dak Prescott is doing the classic bet on himself and hopefully he gets a huge contract and he's looks like it's going to win. He's going to have, this is like Joe Flacco 2.0. Bummer. <laughs> for Joe Flacco or Bummer Dak Prescott? For, for Cowboys? Getting a huge contract and then sucking. True. Um, on the other side, let me tell you, the game that I watched the most of just because of scheduling was the Monday night game, and that super sucked. Holy cow, the Jets are terrible. But Odell Beckham Jr. was pretty fun to watch, and he scored a lot of points. Uh, congratulations to you, Alex. He was fun. He had a one-handed catch. He had a very long touchdown. He had a $2 million watch. I think that's about all you need to know. Uh, I think Fancy Karma says there's a reason why Alex is 0-2. Change your damn name. Yep, exactly. He's gonna He will lose until he changes his team name, that's for sure. Yeah, agreed. All right, now now we get to the, the tricky part of trying to find the next tallest people, uh, I guess. Honestly, probably me. Uh, well, according to you, if you sleep upside down suspended by your feet like a bat, you're ten, uh, five, ten and a half. Uh, and Jen is a measly 5'10". So according to your own accounting system of height, your true height is taller than Jen. Uh, sure. I think practically speaking, she's taller than me on a day-to-day basis, though. I hunch, and and honestly, the 5'10 and a half, it, it requires a lot of just stretching out and like trying to make myself as tall as possible. I think we all grew here a little bit. How about we go with that, and and we'll say you're next. Gary Team Dead was delicious. 96.1. You can't beat to the Mingo. Gary Nelson, 91.3. Please gloat for 15 seconds. Only have 15 seconds? Yep. Okay. One, this is fancy perfection. Sometimes you have to win close. Sometimes you have to win big. My team, always going to win, so it doesn't really matter. But close game. Neither team really went off, so, you know, what can I really say? 96 points is not exactly helping me out getting that uh Jersey Mike sandwich, but it is a win and a win is a win, so I can't be upset. Time, good job. And what about Gary? Be gracious. Uh, I mean, he got he was hamstrung by the fact that Tyreek Hill was not playing, and then Allen Robinson is a bear, so that's already a strike against him. But he did have Justin Tucker, so you know it was close. The game was close. Like anything, a small break here and there makes us from a loss to a win. So yeah. really can't be upset 0.9 points between your tight end and flex combined it's not going to cut it it's not going to help considering considering that a 91.3 is pretty respectable yeah honestly that is pretty good i kind of got lucky for this win um i have oj howard in a different league so i'm equally upset that he came to not play and then ronald jones like we said before that that was just going to be a uh shot in the dark he went with Ronald Jones instead of Peyton Barber, and Peyton Barber ends up with 14.9. Ronald Jones goes for 0.9. So 14-point swing, and I'm not sure if I'm good at math, but I think that would have earned him the win. I think that would have done it. Next, let me tell you, I am very confident Abby is taller than Jen, so we'll go with Jen in the most exciting match of the week. Ignorant Sluts, 122.3. What's that? It's Pat. Casey Johnson, 122.0. Score number one and score number two of the week, separated by a measly 0.3 points, coming down to the wire on the Monday Night Football game. This was a nail-biter, and Jen prevailed. What say For you? now. 
For yeah, now. <laughs> I, Casey is really holding out hope for that stat correction. And obviously uh, that has happened before, but that is not likely, I think. I don't know. It, it is a shot in the dark. It is very unlikely. Obviously nothing to be ashamed of scoring 122 points. Just a painful way to watch the game linger and linger and linger until ultimately Nick Chubb got those last few yards to have John prevail. Again, sluts love the Chubb. Sure and do. I will I will say that it seems unlikely that this is going to get stat corrected because this isn't a PPR league, so points per reception, which sometimes if you have uh, running backs, like a swing pass goes from either before or a forward or backwards, it actually goes from a running play to a passing play. So sometimes those get changed around. But since this isn't that kind of league, it seems even more unlikely. So there'd have to be some sort of weirdo correction about yardage or something like that. Or defenses, sometimes like a sack versus a uh, run from scrimmage uh, for a quarterback, that sort of thing. True. Uh, True. And let me tell you, I believe I didn't do any research. As you know, I was fiddling with my computer, Uh, but uh, I was there 35 points for the Patriots D. I believe that was the highest score of the week at any position. 35 points. It was mind-boggling. Uh, so, yes, if, if, like, for instance, a sack was changed to just a tackle for loss, that would obviously uh, make her lose by 1.7 points. I kind of hope we all just, like, put this game in our rearview mirrors and then come, like, next Sunday we realize, like, oh, wait, somehow Casey won. That would be crazy. That, uh, remember yeah. when I said that the Patriots were good and Miami was bad? That's some dynamite analysis there. Uh, turns out that was true. 43-0. Yes. to zero. Patriots defense got 35 points. By far, Jen's high score. She didn't have anyone else over 20 points, uh, and she only had one, two, three, four other people even in double digits. So uh, Patriots D completely carried the match for her. On the other side, Casey, 122, nothing to sneeze at. Patrick Mahomes doing awesome. Aaron Jones doing awesome. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, really good tight end. Hey. And he continues to have a glut at quarterback because he's got uh, Patrick Mahomes and then Lamar Jackson going for just a paltry 30.9. Yeah, I he obviously has to be shopping around one of those quarterbacks for a trade. He, he needs to capitalize on that and, and get an upgrade at like wide receiver or running back or something. But uh, not, so far, no action on the trades, but it has to happen at some point. At least an upgrade over Harrison Butker. <laughs> not going to happen. I mean, you think someone's going to trade away – uh, their best kicker for, for a measly second highest scoring quarterback in the league. Look, I don't happen to have Justin Tucker, but if I did have Justin Tucker, I would trade him for the second highest scoring quarterback. I'm sure Jen pointedly remembers this because she did stats on or reviewed the waiver wire very closely when she was doing lots of stats. And I'm pretty sure Casey spent like 70 or 80 or 90 dollars uh picking up justin tucker one season because it was like towards the end of the season and he like blew his entire free agent auction budget for justin tucker so obviously casey values justin tucker yeah i think that's a trade waiting to happen last unfortunately we have vance down by the river 511 and change according to abby 101.8 to bill swirsky's super fans an honest 511 even me 90.4, I succumbed to the caboose, and I brought shame to my house. What do you think? How does that feel? It's, it doesn't uh, feel good. It, well, it shouldn't. I have you're to somehow, s- you're more boost than the boost right now. Yeah, I out-boost the boost. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you know, Will Lutz continues to be great. My kicker, one of the shining gems. Uh, Austin Eckler. God, every time you bring up a kicker. <laughs> Do you have to, I think it should be a drinking game for the three people listening <laughs> to this. I picked We're up Josh huge Allen. In UAE. Who's your normal quarterback? Then why did you have to pick up Josh Allen? <laughs> well, Kyler Murray is good, and I'm totally happy with him, but I was afraid of Baltimore, uh, a, a rookie quarterback versus Baltimore. So you're so confident that you picked up someone else. Exactly. Yeah, got it. And on the other side, Abby just had a you know strong performance. It added up to 101. She had a good quarterback and running backs and pretty good everywhere else. Do you know what we have not discussed recently? What have we not discussed recently? Oh, I know. I bet I know. Is it DK Metcalf? Is DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. I'm so happy for him, for Abby, for our league, that DK Metcalf is turning out to be pretty good. Yeah, agreed. I mean, and his pecs are happy too. Yeah, uh, so good. He's he's amazing. He is a statue. He uh, deserves fame and fortune. And congratulations, Abby, for picking him. 12.1 points in the flex spot. Way to go, DK Metcalf. That's awesome. That's a good pick. It's a good pickup. Good play. Good for it. Yep. Way to go, Boost. So I believe that brings us to uh, the bet. You you already kind of mentioned it, but uh, what what is the status of predicting the outcomes of those games, sir? So if you do recall that last week we uh, agreed with all but one game that was the Megapolis, and I went with Meg Collins, you went with Meg M, we went picked based purely on... Uh, fam- familial lines. Uh, I won and you lost. Um, so it turns I out it wasn't even week. close. Yeah, it w- was not close. But uh, so just to recap, uh, we both picked me over Gary. We both picked Annalise over Alex. We both picked you over the boost. Uh, got that wrong. Shame. And then, Shame. And then we both picked. And then we both picked, picked Casey over Jen and got that wrong. So it's another week where I go three wins and two losses. You go again two and three. I take the week. So head to head, I'm up two nothing. And in terms of just overall, I'm up six wins and four losses versus your four and six. I mean, we were way off, obviously, with uh, Jen versus Casey. We said Casey would win, and in fact, Casey lost by zero point three points. So can't believe we missed. We whiffed on that. Uh, one. I mean, the failures across the board. Indeed, sir. Well, uh, that brings the end of the week one recap. I mean, sorry, the week two recap. Uh, no, do you hear that? It's podcast halftime. All right. I admit, I stole that shamelessly from another podcast, but I wanted to make sure everyone's paying attention. Nick, I believe you have a word from our sponsor. Thank you. Uh, this week's sponsor is Uncle Gary's Old Fashioned 100% High Performance Ant Killer. It's the only ant killer that ants call ouch. (laughs) Made from all natural ingredients that include water and heat. This ant killer is guaranteed to knock you on your ass, which hopefully crushes some ants on the way down. Uncle Gary's ant killer will kill something. Way to go, Uncle Gary. So I wanted to do a little non-football talk. And for that, I wanted to maybe talk about movies and the... I've seen seen movies. Yeah. In fact, we've seen movies in long stretches in the same theater many years in a row. I speak, of course, of the AMC Best Picture Showcase, the annual marathon of all pictures nominated for the Oscar for Best Picture. 
which Jen and I began uh, working on in 2012, and then I believe you joined the fray in the next year in 2013. Does that sound right? I to think you? it was more 14. Okay, I wasn't sure. Looking if, at the um, the movies. because I'm looking at the nominees, I know I had not seen 2013's Best Picture was 12, 12 weeks of 12, uh, but 12 years, 12 years just like. So I wanted to talk about. Uh, I I enjoy seeing a lot of the Best Picture nominees that I wouldn't normally see. And so uh, some of them sometimes are very surprisingly good. Sometimes they're disappointingly bad. So I asked you and I asked myself, hey, self, uh, come up with the most surprisingly good movie during all of the Oscar marathons you've been to and uh, one of the most disappointing that you've seen in all of the Oscar marathons. So... That was what I wanted to talk about as an aside. So, Nick, uh, let's start with you. What was your most disappointing movie for all of the Oscar marathons you've been to, uh, 2014 to 2018? Okay, so um, in terms of disappointing, I'm picturing this as something I figured was in my wheelhouse and that I'm going to go and see this. I'm going to love it. This is uh, something that I'm just absolutely going to enjoy. And a lot of times I... Meg and I will not go see a certain movie like, no, no, that's Oscar bait. That's absolutely going to get nominated. So we're not going to see it. So there's certain times that I wait for these things and you end up waiting for the movie marathon. So with that being said, a couple of uh, also receiving votes for Black Panther one. What? Good. It's a Marvel movie. I know exactly what I'm getting out of it, but the way everyone was talking about it, I thought it was going to transcend everything. and It was just good. It wasn't great. All right. Controversial take. That's that's a receiving vote. That's not my number one. Well, okay. Skipping to the number one spots, the absolutely one I thought I was going to love, and based on the pedigree of the person who made it, the people in it, and then just the pure, uh, the pulpy genre of it was Shape of Water. Thought I was going to love it, and that right. just missed. Um, Jen despised that movie as well. I, uh, she would support your disappointment. Uh, however, she did not have high expectations. But yeah, that was a, a, a divisive movie amongst our group attending the marathon for sure. Yeah, I don't know why. Just I love the actors in it. I love the director. I like the things he, other things he's made. You and I went out of our way to go see the movie he made about robots kicking uh, kaiju ass. So yeah, and it was super good. It was awesome. That movie was exactly what you want. That movie specific rim to anyone who doesn't know. But then you get to Shape of Water, and it's it's a different, fair but still genre. And I thought that was going to be great, and I, it just missed for me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. What about you? Most disappointing. So, for me, I will give um, an honorable mention, which it, it is unfair because I kind of had um, subdued expectations for it, but it still was way worse than I expected. So it was. It's in the running for most disappointing. Uh, was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I super hated it. I thought I would kind of not like it, but it was actually very bad. I thought I was very disappointed in that movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I was surprised at how bad it was, even though it was probably going to be bad. What did but, you not like about that movie? Was it the plotting? Was it the acting? What? Um, well, the the plot and the characters, I mean, I would say, you know, the stuff that happened on the screen and how it was done. Which wasn't a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did have some problems with the um, racial uh, politics 
portrayed the like super racist cop and like a quasi attempt at redemption, but he was very terrible. Um, three billboards sucked pretty much through and through, but I kind of thought it might suck. So it does not win. Uh, the winner for me is Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Uh, I, I like quirky, weird movies. Um, I like some Inuritu movies and I thought this one would be weird and quirky and cool and it did not do it for me at all. It, there was a, a big gulf between my hopes and expectations and the, uh, my enjoyment of watching it. Uh, it was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. I am a hundred percent with you. That's absolutely a movie that I was, I had kind of high hopes for just cause it could be good. And I, I, I kind of dig the long form when you do the, uh, extended takes and given the actors in it, I thought it could be good. And I just did not enjoy any part of that movie. Yeah. Uh, now we'll go with the best surprises. And fortunately uh, I actually had a harder time deciding best surprise because there are actually several really nice surprises. I thought um, it turns out a lot of the movies that are nominated for best picture are actually pretty good. So um, do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, why don't you go first? All right, man. Uh, this is maybe a weird choice because it's kind of a more of a blockbuster or borderline blockbuster. But as far as the gulf between my modest expectations and how much I thought it was awesome, I put Arrival at the number one spot. Um, I thought that was just going to be a kind of dumb alien movie and it was way more clever and interesting than I expected. And I really liked it a lot. And I recently rewatched it and it really held up and, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Arrival was the best surprise out of all of the Best Picture nominees that I've seen the past few years. You know what? I'll give, I like that. I really like that movie as well. And I obviously, I'm sort of in the bags of that because it's well within my genre preferences. But I think it's a good kind of keeping what that movie was about under wraps. It was just a mystery box. And so then by the time you see it, you don't really know what's going on. And then you slowly learn about what the plot is and you know what the twist is going to be at the end. And it works out well. I think it holds up. Yeah. Super good. Um, Honorable mentions for me, I'll give two this time to be more positive than I was negative. Um, uh, Phantom Thread, I thought was going to be cool and stylish, and uh, I ended up super loving it. I thought it was really good, but I had heard a lot of people pump it up um, before I saw it, so I wasn't like as surprised. Uh, And similarly, I thought I would like it and ended up really loving it. Uh, Whiplash, uh, I thought was amazing. And so those are two honorable mentions for me. Well, I will say one of my honorable mentions was also going to be Whiplash. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Didn't really have high expectations about that movie, but um, the performances are top-notch. And while I'm not usually big into a real psychological thriller, I think uh, it holds up in the end. Like, it pays off well enough at the end of that movie. Absolutely. And then my number one for biggest uh, pleasant surprise, La La Land. I Ah. I don't like musicals, and I know that's divisive. Among, and I know the movie La La Land is devices amongst our group, but I liked the movie. I thought it uh, it played out very well. I didn't care that it was actually a musical. The music was pretty good. And, you know, I enjoyed it. I, for a movie that I thought I was going to have to, like, slog through the way I have to slog through, like, Late Miz, I enjoyed myself and my time with that movie. Congratulations, sir. I feel more growth has been uh, witnessed here on this podcast by you admitting that you really liked a musical I like some musicals. 
but I did not like La La Land. I thought it was dumb, except the ending, the fake out happy ending going to depressing ending was pretty sweet. That was I enjoyed that a lot, uh, but I overall did not like the movie. But oh, I'm happy that, you liked it. That's very telling for you and your personality, and somehow I'm the cheerful one in this situation. That's weird. Mm -hmm. There you go. So that is our little best picture chit-chat. Just wanted to, uh, you know, have a little aside there that wasn't about football. I hope up. you enjoyed it. Now, back to football. Let's talk about week three and uh, finish up this podcast. What do you say? I agree. I would like to finish this up as well. Okay, sir. Then I will go. I think since we didn't talk about doing anything super weird, let's go in reverse line order again. Do it. So by biggest margin currently, we've got Casey, a 12-point favorite over Meg Collins. What's that? It's Pat, 104.3. Good enough and smart enough, 92.1. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, that is Meg Murphy, not Meg Collins, but... Uh, that's what I meant. Sorry, yep. misspoke. So, what do you think? This gets probably got bigger as, over like the last hour and a half since I looked at these the first time. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough week for um, Mike Murphy. Joe Mixon still has a high ankle sprain, which usually takes a few weeks and if, to uh, fully recover from. And Derrick Henry needs to get back to being doing Derrick Henry stuff. So I think it could be a long week. Yeah, I. Uh... Casey has been relatively strong, uh, and he probably will continue to be strong. I think it is reasonable to have him at least modestly favored here. Uh, so perhaps unsurprisingly, I went with Casey for the win on this, the largest predicted victory of the week. Unshockingly, also taking Casey. So sure, this is, sure. So this is the second week in a row we've both taken Casey. And hopefully yep. it, it did not work out well for us last time, at least so far. So hopefully this week it's better. Yeah. Next, the next biggest favorite is Alex Um, Goffs and Dolls over You Can't Beat the Mingo, 96.7 to 91.7. So uh, who do you like in this matchup? Man, I don't want to be able to have to pick pick Alex because he hasn't changed his name and that fancy karma just bite him in the ass. But I think I got to take him. The Gary seems beat up and, you know, no Tyree kill when you've got, that's probably his, I'm looking at this either second or third overall pick because he was at the swing spot. So that's going to be rough. I, I got to go with uh, Alex, despite the fact that he should lose. I went with Gary, <gasps> even though he's a five point underdog currently. Uh, Gary has put up some decent points so far. I think I think he has a decent shot. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the curse continues. Gary over Alex. I guess I, this one I'm not upset about losing if I do in fact get it wrong. Sure. Next, the next biggest favorite would of course be the ignorant sluts over Russ Wilson's football planet. We are. A, I didn't realize until just now, I wasn't thinking about it, but we are a, a double rivalry household uh this week where each playing our spouses and ourselves are playing each other and uh this one jen is favored by 3.2 points what do you think hmm uh you know i like i last few weeks i've said i'd like to make Collins' team and she has a lot of uh, deep bench i mean you have to get those predictions right and make sure you're playing the right people uh, adrian peterson though is probably going to maybe actually play this week fingers crossed 
uh, but again, but he's against Chicago, so who knows how that's going to play out. And but the Patriots D could come to play again because they do have the New York Jets and their third string oh, quarterback. The Jets were so bad. It was I don't watch that much uninterrupted football, and it was like painful to watch. It was atrocious. Do you see that there's a stat that in the history of the NFL, there have only been betting lines above three touchdowns 35 times? And it this week, two things. One, back-to-back weeks for the Patriots being more than three touchdown favorites. And secondly, um, whoever is playing the Dolphins is also more than a three-touchdown favorite. <laughs> yeah, it seems very clear that the Dolphins are not trying. They're bad. They're bad at football. They're so bad. Yeah, I think you could play for them right now. Thank you. I First of all, I know that was like a backhanded compliment, like it was an insult, but uh, obviously I couldn't come close to playing for them. So it is actually a compliment, but it was supposed to be an insult and a compliment. But anyway, thank you. I appreciate it, and I could not, and I would be broken in half. Fair. Who you got in this match of uh, Divided Rivalry Week Part 1? Uh, I had to go make seat. Never um... – you can't ever pick on a slut, so go to Mexi. And I'm going Jen, sticking with the house. House divided, cannot stand. Exactly. So this week, thankfully, we actually have a little bit of diversity in our uh, picks. Yeah, the, this, who knows what will happen. Next, interestingly, the last one was 3.2 points. This one is 3.1 points. We've got the Girly Men, a 3.1-point favorite over Vance Down by the River. Annalisa over Abby, uh, 94.7 to 91.7. That does The math does not work out in that, but uh, that's not what the line says. Anyway, who you got in this one? Uh, boo Boos. Boo the Boos? Boo the Boos. The Boos will not r- continue to be loose. There's zero looseness of that boosness. Yes. I also... Picked Annalisa over Abby. Interestingly, currently, these are the bottom two one-and-one teams based on total points scored, and Annalisa has scored fewer points than Abby, uh, but it just doesn't look good for me uh, to Abby. And also, you know, she beat me last week, so, you know, maybe I don't want uh, good things to happen to her. Fair. Uh, you know, Actually, I'm looking at my spreadsheet, and I had, apparently I had picked Abby before, so... Apparently, I changed my mind in the course of an hour and a half since when I sat down and looked at these games to later on. So I guess I'll just stick with Abby. Why not? Yay, Whoa, boost. we're really uh, mixing it up this time. Wait, who'd you, and who'd you pick? I picked Annalisa. Oh, geez, look at this. Yeah. And uh, we might disagree on this last one. God, I, feel Currently, like, I feel like we might. The closest prediction of the week. And might I add... A match between the co-hosts of the podcast and, might I add, a match between currently the number one and number two teams and, might I add, currently a matchup between the number one and number two scoring teams. That would be Bill Swirsky Superfans, me, a 2.3-point favorite over currently Gary Team Dead Was Delicious, which I'm sure will soon be changed to something making fun of me, uh, 94.5 you. That is correct. This my team name will make fun of you. Yes. I wonder what horrible fate I will have. Uh, I am it going involves to Nicaragua. Be- what do you say? It involves Nicaragua. Okay. Or Nigeria, one of those end countries. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yes, I am going to bet on myself again. I it's obviously 
projected to be close. We have scored a very similar number of points overall in the season. Both weeks, actually, our scores were pretty close. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I hope I win. I'm not, like, blazingly confident or anything, but uh, I have a certain certainly have a decent chance, and I'm going to root for myself, bet on myself, go Superfans. Well, then I will say uh, Tom Brady, again, turns out he's still on the Patriots, and it turns out they're still playing the Jets. So that's going to end up well for me. And Antonio Brown, assuming he doesn't get any more lawsuits, he might actually play this week. We'll see. Yeah, uh, he looked pretty good last week. Uh, didn't put up a ton of points, but he did have uh, some catches at the beginning of the game. So he got that token. Working him in slowly. He got that token touchdown, like I talked about last week. I knew they were going to mm-hmm. give him one just because. Yeah. So we really disagree this week on uh, what the outcome will be. So oh, this this is a good week. All right, so two week. You, we went with our own teams. Uh, Gary and Alex, you went to Gary, I went Alex. Jen and Meg, I went with Meg, you went with Jen. And then Abby and Alisa, you went Alisa, I went Abby, and we only agree on Casey versus Meg Murphy. So the this is the opposite of last world. week. Yes, yeah. this is the opposite of last week. Also, we have a side bet. Yes. And what is that side bet, sir? Well, I'm not sure if all of you are aware, but since we are playing each other, Pat and I have agreed that the loser has to sing a karaoke song. And how is that song going to be determined, Patrick? The winner's spouse will choose the song that the loser has to sing on the podcast next week. Yes, it's very exciting. One of us is going to be horribly, horribly embarrassed. It's going to be great. Yes, it, I, th- I think this is a good, shameful bet, and uh, we, we shall... You definitely don't want to lose that one. I will warn you, regardless of who wins the bet, I reserve the right to not do the entire song in the podcast because it might be too painful to listen to an entire like three minutes of karaoke in the podcast. So it'll, it'll definitely be a, a prolonged clip at, at least, but I do not promise to include the entire song. When I guarantee my, I'm guaranteeing my win, and when I win, I hope that Meg Collins picks something very pitchy for you, like real yeah. range, oh, like I will, an Adele level song. I will nail it for sure. Yeah, to be anywho, to be terrible. Yes. So, uh, thank you, sir, for your time uh, and your patience as I fiddled with my computer for a very long time. Uh, I hope you had fun. I hope the audience had fun, and I wish you not good luck this week. And I normally would say strength and honor, but since my interests are completely opposite of yours, uh, go screw yourself. All right. With that, goodbye, everybody. Later. Bye.